0: Welcome to College Sports Conversations presented by the NCAA. I'm Gina Leahy, and this edition's guest is Adia Barnes, head women's basketball coach for the University of Arizona Wildcats. After a successful career as a basketball student-athlete at Arizona, what made you want to become a coach?
1: Well, you know, at the end of your playing career, um, you know, I played 13 years pro, I was thinking like, what do I want to do that I love? You know, at that point, you don't really know anything else because you have only like played college basketball. Then you play pro. You've never really had another job. Like I hadn't had another job. So I didn't really know what I want to do. Um, i like TV, but I didn't love it because TV, I felt like, you know, I'd go to a game and I do it, but I couldn't like talk to the athletes, interact with the team. You can a little bit, but it's like a few minutes and then you leave. So I felt like I was missing that part. So I was trying to think, what am I passionate about? Well, I love basketball. Um, I've been doing it my whole life. Love it. And I knew I loved mentoring, so I said, "Like, let me try coaching." But I didn't know if coaching was my calling. I just thought, "Let me try it, see if I like it." Um, and then just it was kind of all history from there. I, I started with Kevin McGuff at Washington, and then I loved it. I got addicted, and it does. And I haven't worked a day in my life so far. <laughs> I so, love that. <laughs> yeah.
0: What was it like transitioning from life of a working mom into life of a working mom after you started having your family?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, when I first started coaching you know, I was a little older getting into coaching, I was like, I think 32, and which is older because most people start after college, like 20, but I was playing. So I felt like I had that game experience. Um, but then, you know, you, you're trying to figure out, okay, when do I want a family? You don't want to start a family right when you start working, but I didn't really have a choice because my clock was ticking. So... Um, <laughs> had the baby, um, like my, I think, second, second or third year in coaching, and, um, or third year in coaching, and so had, had Mateo, and then at that point, it's like, you know, it's it's a whirlwind, because you're adjusting to coaching life, I would only been in coaching a couple years, and then with the baby, um, but, you know, I I didn't have a choice to wait that much longer, so here I am, an older parent, um, like in my, you know, older, in your mid-30s, and then um, you know, having a, a baby and coaching, figuring it out. And then this Arizona job came up about and I was sure at first I was like, do I want to, you know, I just had a baby, you know, the baby, he was seven months old at the time. And I'm like, then to just get uprooted and go to Arizona and start a head coaching career. I wasn't sure if I was ready, but a friend told me you're never ready. You know, you just kind of, you just kind of have to learn because you're never going to be prepared for that. And so the timing's never right for anything. If I would have had the right timing, I probably would have never had a kid either. So then I just took a leap of faith and came to Arizona.
0: Yeah, that's great advice and kind of a great segue into this, this next question for you, um, one that I grappled with myself. In the, in the sports industry, young women are often so cautious to aggressively pursue their passion um, when they're having to face whether they want to have a family with personal goals and professional goals, What's been your advice to some of the, the young women that you've been mentoring on your team um, and others perhaps in the industry that, that you can achieve both, um, but, but it is often a choice it seems people have to make?
1: So my advice is the timing's never right. And within our careers, it's never right. If you wait, if you wait for the right time to have a kid to pursue your passion, you're never gonna do it. So I think you just have to do it. And um the timing right night God chooses when you have a kid, you don't choose like it just happens. Um, you can try to plan the best you can if you can. That's awesome. And that's like I think as a coach, you're kind of a control freak. So you want like everything planned. So I remember being like, let's have the baby at this time, it's perfect. It doesn't always work <laughs> out like that, and it's okay. So I think you just make it work. Um, my favorite line is G S D, it's get stuff done. Amen. <laughs> you find a way to get it done, it's not gonna be perfect. Is it hard? Of course it's hard. Everything that's worth, it's hard, but you create a village. Like my husband and I, we don't have family here. We both work. We're both coaches. So you have friends, you hire babysitters, you bring your kid along on trips. um, You make it work. But I hear so many women get out of business or they don't go for that promotion or they don't take that next step because we're afraid. And we're always like, women are always so hesitant. And reluctant to take that leap of faith. And I think you just go and do it and you figure it out and you work hard and you put great people around you and you find a way to get it done. But a lot of times women, they, they don't feel like they're qualified. They're afraid to go for the head coaching job. I mean, men aren't afraid. They just go and do it. So I just challenge women to, you can have a kid, you can be a mom, you can have two kids and be a mom. It's hard for a period of time, but you're a better mentor and you're a better coach if you're a mom. And I think that I, 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 I hope I'm showing that that's possible. Like, did I want everybody to no, know necessarily I was breastfeeding at the championship game? No, but you got to do what you got to do. Like, I, I wouldn't have that. like wet stains on my boobs, like, you know, during the championship game. So I was like, I need to come just take some pressure off. But it is what it is. And we, women, we do that and we're resilient. Like we're tough. Like you respect mom so much more when you're a kid. I mean, when you're. Oh, a-
0: yeah. And I wish more people would talk about it. So it wasn't uncomfortable. I mean, I was watching, I was watching on television as a, a Wildcat alum, as a, a mother who was in a same situation, traveling with my children, finding any corner I could to pump. And I'd go ask a stranger, Hey, can I use your office for 20 minutes? Because you just do what you have to do. So, Let's, let's talk a little bit more about that. I thought Holly Rose's um, introduction into halftime was awesome. And I, I hope, you know, and have heard from so many people across the country, how that resonated with so many women working, breastfeeding and traveling. What, what are your insider tips?
1: Well, I think you just, uh, you have to figure it out. Um, and, and it's not perfect. So like for me, honestly, I bought those portable pumps called Willow but it's so hard to use. I have, like, it's all over my desk right here. <laughs> I have one that easy. what I do, I think it'd be a lifesaver. But I just think that, like, women can't always be an afterthought. I think that in all of our professions, we, like, have these great jobs and these prominent careers. It's like, we're never thought of. So I, I think I hope that changes. Like, for instance, you know, Arizona, I have an office. So I can close the door and I can pop. But like, what if I'm, you know, like a uh, a, a student? I don't know, not a student. A student would be having kids, but like another position where I don't have an office, I have a cubicle where I have to share. There's no place to go. Are you gonna go in dirty bathroom? So I think that it's never a thought. And you know, in women's basketball, we are women. Most of the time, head coaches or coaches, they're in that prime in their career in that age group. Let's say 20 to 35. Like you have kids. So it should be supported. It should be celebrated, it should be thought of. So maybe that's that portable um, breastfeeding thing where the, anybody can use it from broadcasters to coaches. It's there though, it, that's never a thought. And mm-hmm. I think that's the conversation that has to be made because we're supposed to support women. Like we're yeah. all here because of a woman. Like without a woman, we wouldn't be here. So it's, well, like, it's great. Celebrate <laughs> it and help and, and you- make it easier.
0: You'd be surprised too, and I'm sure you've experienced this once you open up the conversation and have the discussion, even with men, they point back to it like, yeah, I get it. You know, I saw my mom doing this, or I saw my sister doing this. It's breaking the barrier of the uncomfortable conversation, because once you start it, most people are so receptive, willing to help, but, but breaking the conversation of whether it's, you know, are you embarrassed to ask. You don't want to inconvenience someone, but but at the end of the day, it, it is a collective effort and and everybody does need to chip in and, and make it a viable option um, and, and less of a hurdle.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I mean I even think of little things like like I'm a strong person. I was an athlete, like we're strong and stuff. Um, but sometimes I'm like, gosh, if I was like 120 pound, like I don't know how I'd carry all this stuff across the airport to get to the elevator. Like it's just like well, there's so many things that it's just, it's very difficult. And I think um, it shouldn't be so, um, so taxing to do it because it's what women do. And it's so many women do it. So it should be a norm. Like in Europe, you wouldn't wait. They wouldn't make you wait in the hour long line. They'd move you to the front of the line. So I think that our system here in America is not set up to support women, but then it's yet like, you know, we want women to have children. We want, all these healthy families and stuff, but yet we don't do anything to support it. And in our, in our profession, there's nothing to support us. I mean, from time off, from family time, it's just not, it, it's just always an afterthought. So I'm hoping like the NCAA, you know, just women's basketball, I hope universities, I mean, the, the matter of is most of the women that building at some point will be pregnant in their career there. So it's like, <laughs> You know, make it so they can pump somewhere besides the bathroom. It it just needs to be a thought, and it needs to be in the conversation. It doesn't cost a lot of money. And let's say if it did, and you said at the NCA, "I'm going to charge every woman has to pay a hundred dollars," I'd be like, "Okay, I can pump in privacy, and I'll be comfortable." Like we <laughs> pay for it, which we shouldn't have to. But all those things need to be in the conversation.
0: What what has been the response from other working mothers after the tournament? Did you hear from friends? strangers alike. what what does that response look like
1: I've heard from so many people and I was kind of surprised because I'm like women always I was really surprised about the feedback because women are like oh I remember I had to do that I can't believe you had to do it during the game but I remember you know they have stories like during work I had to do that or wear my willow pump on my rounds and I was a doc, you know as a doctor every woman can relate that's done it or, um, you know, I've had broadcasters tell me, gosh, I remember when I was nursing, I had to go into the bathroom and stand for 20 minutes in between shoots or stuff like that. It's just the women, but it's, it's so taboo to talk about it. It's yeah. like no one talks about it till after like, oh, I did that, but it's always a hush hush. So I wasn't, I think Holly was worried that I was going to be upset. She said something. I said, not at all. Like I'm not embarrassed. Like that's what I was doing. It's, it's, I wasn't going to advertise it obviously because. I'm always a type, like I just go and act like it's nothing. I'm doing my bras, I'm walking back in, like <laughs> that's what I've had to do to make it work. So you just do it. But um, yeah, I thought it, was, I thought it was interesting, just all the feedback and women saying, thank you for talking about it. I'm like, wow, or a lot of men too have said, gosh, I remember my wife went through that. It was so hard watching that. It was like another job. So I think they respect it, And so hopefully it sparks conversation that sparked change.
0: Well, I, I think it certainly did that as an observer. Um- I, I've known Holly for a long time also, and I sent her a note and thanked her as well for bringing that to light because it is it's a big stage during the tournament. Um, but it brought to light a conversation as you mentioned that that anybody who's been there knows exactly what you were going. Yeah. maybe not maybe not exactly being in the, in a coach's shoes on the biggest stage, but um, certainly as as a working mom and trying to juggle so many things.
1: Well and the, was- funny, the funny thing is was, like my thought wasn't even like, it's the biggest game. It, it's not, it wasn't even a thought. Like the thought for me, it wasn't a thought like, oh, I'm going to pump during in national championship. Game. I didn't even think about that. I was more thinking like, ooh, like normally I pump before the game, but I had media obligations. It messed up my whole timing. So I, I rush in at halftime and I'm like hurrying because I know I have, I usually give the players like five to seven minutes and I talk to the coaches and do like the strategy and my key three things for the second half. So I'm like, sorry guys, I had to pump, like our video coordinator, said, I'm sorry, like, I have to pump in here. So, and I wasn't worried about covering in that room, like I didn't have time. So I like put the hands-free ROM, I put the plastic things on, I plug it in, and then it's like, this week's week's week. Okay, so then it's pumping. So I take like five minutes, I'm like, okay, plug myself, I didn't wanna take more time. So I just put a little thin little cover on me and I tucked it in up here like I always do. And so I go to talk to the team and I'm talking to the team and I'm like writing on the board, like that kind of. And then the thing falls off. And then it's like, you know, you see like the hands hey, three all. all you see is like the plastic things. And I was like, oh, like I started laughing. But they <laughs> started, it was quiet for a second. They They're probably seeing if I was mortified or not. And so they, um, everybody started laughing. I was like, oh, at least I made you guys laugh, I broke the ice. And then I pick it up <laughs> off the ground. And I put it back on like, oh my God, that just happened. And then I like, I'm a little embarrassed. Like my face is red, but I was like, okay, whatever. And so I tuck it back in. I go back to writing on the board like nothing happened, but they were cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of made the moment less like stressful. And it was then, real. Yeah, it was real. I go in and I have to like, now at this time where it's like three or four minutes, so we have to go back on the floor. So the players leave and I like have to take the bra, put my bra back on, like get the milk, put the cap on, put it down, have someone put it in the fridge and then I'm going out. So that's how Holly found out because they asked, someone asked her, I didn't say, oh, I was pumping. And I was like, oh, yeah, hey Holly. You know, like she asked me a question. I was trying to say it fast because I only have like 30 seconds at that point because it's a far walk. And yeah. someone told her, oh, she was pumping. So it took longer. So I wasn't going to oh, say that gosh. that time found out, but I was in a mad rush because like, you <laughs> know, like trying to get back on the court because of what I just did. Then you walk back on the court. Like, so a lot of times I get out there and I'm like, get a second, you know? And so it, I didn't even think like, oh, it's the biggest game. It wasn't even a thought. I just like, oh, I got to do that. Like, you know what I mean? So people are like, oh, in the biggest game, you did that. But at the time, it wasn't a thought. I was like, I just got to go pump five minutes yeah. you gotta
0: to You got to get relief. You don't care what other, what else is yeah, happening. Yeah, I don't that's, my boobs like up here <laughs>
1: and then wet. And like, they'll be like, what's wrong with her? Her boobs look like they were in her chin. No, I, that was milk, you know? So I just (laughs) couldn't figure it out. And it was like, I had five minutes. I was like, I was like stressed in the get some and like relieve some pressure. I
0: I love it. Like I said, I, I have so many stories. I joked at one time, I almost started an Instagram account on my adventures of breastfeeding and travel because I mean, I, I pumped in an Uber once after landing at San Francisco airport, because I had to drive 30 minutes for a meeting. And I just got in, i looked at the Uber driver and I'm like, Hey, this is is happening just letting you know I really don't care if you turn around either but I can't make it anymore <laughs> but see
1: like people don't talk about that stuff I've been pulled over in between games as an assistant coach I was driving I was pulled over with the hands free and that's the only reason I didn't get the ticket so I was like rushed into a game the cop was so uncomfortable I had like the bra I was covered a little bit but you could see because my shirt was like that and then I had the rest, and he was like, I was like, I'm pumping, I'm going to a game. Sorry for repeating. And he was like, oh, I've never seen that before. And then he was so uncomfortable, He's like, it's okay, he kind of felt bad for me. Cause he was like, she's got it plugged into the lighter, she's pumping, he was like, I'm not gonna give her a ticket. And I was like, thank you, i was like, sorry, I have to do this night, you know? But You do like what you gotta dying, do. Pumping, putting the bottle in, like carrying my little black bag. If you're a mom, you know what that little black bag is? You're like, oh, she's pumping. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's what we do as working moms and it's like normal. It's like a third job. Absolutely.
0: Well, and I I think the more you and others can talk about it. And like I said, open up the conversation. And and once that discussion starts, we all have stories to add and it. It just lends to a better narrative of people understanding.
1: Um, I'm all for it. If I can help another woman, I'm all for it.
0: (laughs) How has how's being a mother helped you as a coach and being a role model to the young women on your team? I know we've touched a little bit on it, but, but any, any stories or anecdotes you could share along, that, along those lines?
1: So as a coach, um, being a mom, it makes you a better coach. I think that you understand like what, so you, you, when you're married, you obviously love your husband. But like when you have a kid, it's like a different level and it's another type of love. It's like you would die for your kid, right? Um <laughs> you might die for your husband too, but different. But it's like a, it's a different kind of love. It's kind of like, you know, you know what I mean. It's a different love. Yeah. So you don't realize that until you have a kid. It's like you carried the kid, you have it. So there's a different bond. Um, so I think you then understand when parents are a certain way, you understand that unconditional love and like just the investment in something, right? your, your kid, which is like your, like your most valuable and like most important thing in your life. So I think it gives you a different perspective. It makes the, the highs not so high and the lows not so low. So for instance, um, was I upset for sure? We lost the national championship game. We, we came within one shot, but then it's like, I, um, you know, I go hold my baby after she doesn't know what's going on. It kind of like gives you a, a calming thing. It, it, it releases some type of hormone that's, that's just a, a great feeling, right? Like when you're close to So I think mm-hmm. that's different. So I, I think you don't get so low because you put things in perspective a little bit better. Um, I think as a mom, for my players to see me pumping at halftime, to see me you know, with the kids, see me in those shoes, see me as a wife, see me as a mom, see me as a coach, I think that they can aspire and know that, wow, I can do those things at a high level. I can have like a, our, my job is pretty difficult. It's a, it's a pretty, you know, it's a job that's in public eye. Like I had a miscarriage um, a couple of years ago. It's like, it was in public. Everybody knew about it. So everything is like public. So I think they see that you can do that. And, and I think they see the resiliency. There's some days where, um, you know, like before we played UConn, my six month old at the time, didn't know I was playing UConn, the most important that gave my life against one of the best coaches in the country that has like 11 NCAA championships. Yes, <laughs> as the underdog Arizona, I'm going to play him. She decides to be up from four to six in the morning, like spit up on, like pooped all over. And I put it on Instagram, like, this is our life. Like, thank you. Like, but this is what we go yeah, through. And I kind of laughed about it. I was like, oh my gosh, like a guy would never go through this. Like, his wife has a baby in the other room so he could sleep because she knows he has to coach the biggest game so i just was like this is like funny this is what we do and we just (laughs) find a way to gsd get stuff done and um it's just like i think that that a lot of people responded to because they were like wow because she doesn't understand what it is and we just kind of have to do it like if you had a video camera in my in my um hotel room It would be a reality show that would make a lot of money. (laughs) You would see me looking tore up all the time. You would see me like running from a Zoom, um, running to practice, doing my bra on the way out, pushing, putting the milk in, finding ice. Like you would see chaos and you'd be like, wow. But then it's like you walk out and it's like you walk out like nothing happened with a smile, but that's what women do all the time. And so I think it should be respected and celebrated and supported. That's the thing, but so I, I, I like for the players to see that because they see those things. So it's going to help them later on in life. Well, as
0: you were talking through it, it's almost like the the next evolution of of how we can better serve the younger generation. You know, we had women break barriers playing sports. So we saw that that was an option and an opportunity when we were younger. Yeah. And now we have this opportunity as mothers You and I are about the same age and have the same age of children, but We have an opportunity to show another generation, you can work, you can be a mother, you know, you can do these things. Like you said, it's not going to be easy, but we didn't always have that at when we were growing up, that wasn't something that we could look at and aspire to. So I applaud you. I know you're, (laughs) I know you think you're just doing you and that's great, but, but, you know, I applaud you and so many people do because you're bringing to light, um, a life, the everyday life of so many women who just either are afraid to talk about it or just put their head down and get it done and aren't looking for favors, but looking for understanding, um, and, and a welcoming environment where we can do do those things, but we yeah. do need
1: help <laughs> no, for sure. Even for me, it's like, so I guess like in a power five job, like there's a lot of responsibilities, but like, I think I just want to show, like, you can be a, like, you know, Sandberg, you can be a a kick butt CEO or I don't think, I think her, it was a COO, her title. I want to win championships. I want to coach at the highest level and I want to have a family. So I don't like a lot of us, even myself, like I had kids older. I wish I'd have probably had another kid, but I started later because I was traveling. I was trying to get my career. I was waiting. I was, it was never the right time, but it's never the (laughs) right time. So I don't think you should have to choose. And I think, yeah, yep. you may sleep a little bit less. You may, I, like, I don't look cute all the time. I'm not in shape yet. Some stuff gives, but it's like, you figure it out, but you can be at the top. You can be like excelling in your career and you can do it. And and the funny thing is I didn't know a lot of this until it was brought to light in the process. So I didn't know like no one in the top 25 had small kids. <laughs> like I, but I think a lot of times I look back, a lot of my friends aren't having kids because of their jobs or yep. they're quitting. So I think that the narrative is like, just do it, do it, figure it out, but you need support from your boss. I had support from my boss when I first had a baby and I traveled the baby and I paid for help, but I was a little bit more fortunate because I had played basketball a long time. So on that assistant coach's salary, I could pay, I used my saved up money. I don't know if I could afford that on my assistant coach's salary. So I think there's a lot of factors. So I think there has to be something in place where the conversation it's more open. And I think the reality is like, a man doesn't understand what that looks like. Like Mm -hmm. I have colleagues at work, like they're dads and they have kids, but they've never had to travel with the kids, pump in the car. It's a totally different reality. And sometimes I'm like, gosh, I would love to have a wife at home. Like (laughs) make sure my food's done. Like she's taking care of the kids. I just come in and play with them at night. Like sometimes I'm like, wow. Like we'd all love a wife at home, you know, like, it's like, you have a different you have like an assistant at your house. Like, and that's, I'm generalizing. But as a woman, like we wear the hats, like the kid needs you. Like I'm yeah. her source of food. I'm traveling all, her all over with USA basketball and stuff. But that's what we have to do. And so help us, support us. Give us that room, you know, make a little area for kids to run outside, celebrate women. So they bring kids. So it's an inclusive. It's something celebrated because we're women's basketball. We're not men's basketball. We have yeah. kids. So I think celebrate it, love us, and let it be a, 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 a great thing, not a burden.
0: Well, I Again, thank you so much for your authenticity, and, and even unbeknownst to you during the process of opening up doors of really important conversation, letting people like myself sit back and just feel okay with knowing exactly what you're going through. And this this is okay, and we do figure out a way to make it happen, and the more we can talk about it and encourage the discussion and like i said i think making sure that the younger generation knows you, you can do both don't give up on your dreams or goals whatever it is professionally or personally if those are your dreams and your goals there is a path to make that happen um, and we need to be supportive of one another
1: yeah well thank you for having the me on us um, for mother's day and the conversation because it is important just for people to hear us so people hearing us can say oh i can do it too